We've got hey, I'm Luis. And I'm Luis. And you're listening to the Content is Profit podcast. Where we talk about entrepreneurship, mindset, and of course, how to turn your content into profit. But most importantly, we are here to have a good time with you. So go to contentisprofit.com to get started today and join the community. That is right. Go check it out. Although... I feel like we got hacked in the weekend, and when we, we did not go hacked, we did we not built, go hacked. No, did you, didn't you read my text? Yeah, I know, but I went on the page, and it was like some some Arab okay. letters it's in there. A, it was it's weird. A, it's it was a different weird. server. That's why we needed to move the new the the link to something else. All right, uh, we'll, you didn't we'll listen. figure you it don't, out. You don't pay attention. Either way, go check out the page contentsprofit.com. <laughs> yeah, and if something about us popped up in there and you know we're gonna deliver massive value to you so make sure you subscribe press the put your email in there and say submit yes join yeah. the community <laughs> <laughs> oh boy all right Fonzie, what are we talking about today today we're talking about a very cool topic uh, what? hold on before we actually start talking about the very cool topic i need you to wake up okay i'm awake i'm awake Good. i'm 100 awake say i got this I got I, this. I got energy. I got energy. We got this. Okay, let's it's gonna keep be going. Awesome. So today we're talking <laughs> about, we're exploring the question, do you really need content? Hmm, very interesting. And this is why we're exploring this question. We actually had a call with one of our clients and, you know, he was asking a few questions about, hey, I've been trying content for a while, right? Uh, I'm not sure if this is the thing to do. So... We start investigating. Okay, well, tell us a little bit more about your business. What are your goals? What are you doing to drive traffic, etc. Right? And we're gonna we're gonna go there throughout the conversation. We're gonna explore a little bit more of that. But I want to hear your thoughts first. What do you think about content? Do people need content? My, I mean, we sell content, so yes, absolutely, a hundred percent. What what is the mean? What is the misconception here? So, here's the misconception that we see often is. Depending on the level that people come to us, right? So there's different levels of beliefs around content, depending on the, the business level or whatever. Most people that we talk to, they think if they post content, uh, whether that's one piece or they post consistently and they are very passive after posting, clients will come to them because content is out. So they pretty much think on the, if I build it, they will come type of mindset, which is if I create content, I'm gonna find clients, pretty much. Yes, it's that that tends to be, I believe that's very common yeah. when people start what, tackling content. Why do you think that is? Do they have the, that they have that beliefs like that? I have, a, I have a, a thought on that. I mean, I, I think, Part of it is they haven't really tried much with okay. content, probably at that point. Also, all the conversations around content or creators or different things like that, like the, the mainstream conversation about content uh, kind of goes around the followers and the sponsorships and the millions of subscribers probably on YouTube and the millions of dollars or the thousands of dollars that these people might be getting on sponsorships, for example. But I'm going to bring it to the B2B world. And I think it's because the message is oversimplified. I'm going to give you an example. We've been to plenty of events where plenty of people say, you need to publish. But that's it. That's all they say. They say, you need to publish. Like, publish and you're going to grow, right? Like, publish for this amount of time and you're going to grow your business. Yeah. And I think that's true 
you need to publish for the long term is a long term game. But I think the message is oversimplified because I think a lot of people might just take that very little and just think, okay, if I publish, if I put myself out there, yeah, people are gonna come my way and they want they will want to do business. <clears throat> Where we've clearly discovered that it's not like that, like you mentioned, right? Like it becomes a very passive thing. Sure, it becomes proactive the act of creating content, but once you put it out there, then it becomes a very passive thing. The the acquisition of, of clients, of customers. Yeah, and there's a clear division, right, between being a creator and a business, right, and what happens in between, right? If you're a business, how do you actually start creating to drive business? Or if you're a creator, how do you actually create to drive business, right? Same, same way, both ways. But um, in the middle, right, like what you said, like that oversimplified message, I remember Ross was like, hey, publish for a year and... Uh, all your problems will be solved. <laughs> your life will change. Which your life will change. I, I do see the internal change. Can I finish my idea? Yeah, yeah, but this is a parenthesis, a tangent. I, I see the inner, I, I just wanted to add you this. You said yes. I, I wanted to add this little talk. bookmark in there. I do see the, the inner change over a year without the without the money results, right? Without the, the business growth side of things that's okay not, cool that's not proper uh podcast etiquette fancy just Ta so you know. tangent close <laughs> your turn okay wait what's not proper podcast interrupting in the middle of an idea it's, it's totally proper brother etiquette <laughs> anyway so um yeah what i was that's where i was going right like <laughs> immediately after Stole you hear something like that right like people think oh perfect you know maybe they 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 create a story in their heads of where is why is my life going to change or where is my life going to go? Right. And if we go to an event that maybe our goal is to find new business or how to increase sales, right. When we hear those type of comments, maybe the frame that we put in that comment into is not the right one, right? Like for us, we've been publishing now consistently on the show for more two years before the show, we did a couple of seasons of 45 live, which was consistent, not for a year, but our life did change. Uh, in many ways, right? And they, the first change is internal on all the monsters that you face when you start publishing, right? All, all the things that you learn, uh, all the level upping, <laughs> leveling upping. <laughs> is that how you say it? Leveling upping? I doubt it, but um, sounds good. All the, all the personal and business growth that happens whenever you need to do your research, whenever you need to connect with people, whenever you need to have conversations with amazing entrepreneurs, if that's the case, right? Um, and there's a lot of things that happened that it will help to increase business in a way, but it's not directly correlated to just publishing. Yeah, like that you can get business just by publishing, but it's gonna be in a way lucky, which I feel is what happens to us with 45 Live. We had the right person watching at the right time and you know, we were consistent, we were in front of them, but then that turned into an opportunity, right? But it doesn't give you that recurring um, kind of like numbers that you know, like, okay, cool. If I'm talking to X amount of people, I know X amount of people are going to convert into a conversation, for yeah. example. I right? also think there's an element of, th th there's this bridge of belief that happens when people are like so focused on numbers, right? That they're like, okay, well, I need to see this direct correlation. Right. And we've talked about this many times and also yeah. we've talked about it with many of the clients, right? We have these clients that some of them are, um, hey, I don't really 
know or I don't really, really want to see the connection. Like I just want to create content because I know it's fulfilling for me. I connect with incredible people. I want to move forward. I develop. And also is feeding my system that I have on the back end set up to do this, right? But it's not like, hey, if I publish this video, how many sales is that going to happen? And there's the other spectrum of it where it's like, if you publish this video, then how do I see? Like, how do I see if I invest $1, I, I'm going to get $3, right? Yeah, which is kind of like the conversation that we were having. It's a conversation earlier. that we had earlier today, right? And uh, in some ways, right, uh, we've chosen to work with people that that is not an issue, right? In, in a way, like we've, for over the last two years, we've been trying to we identify who's the right client for the service that we offer. Yeah, we, we want, we work mostly with the people that do not directly attribute the earnings to the content going out, but they understand the value and they know why they need to be publishing consistently. Yeah. And in some cases, right, we have to create that path between content and profit. And it happened to us when, whenever we were in that moment of doubt with the show, right? Remember? Do you remember that? With the show? With our show, right? You came to me and be like, hey, like, how do I, like, do, I don't see it. I don't I don't see the connection between this and uh, on the sales right and we went back and be like I've always been a believer man <laughs> sure <laughs> do not lie accept it in public please I mean maybe I, I was like yeah nothing to be ashamed I'm not no? ashamed okay I'm never ashamed <laughs> <laughs> but there was a moment where you know we were publishing consistently right um, a lot of people, well, every sales had to go through a funnel on this thing and you have to track it and the stats and so on, right? And uh, we had to look back and, uh, at the show, at the guests, at the names that we were having there. And then we looked at the clients that we were having, at the clients that, that we were able to serve. And we we're like, how did they get there? And it was a direct correlation with the show at some degree. The show was a very high quality point of contact in that process. Maybe a guest that came to the show referred us to that person that, that came through. And... Could it be, can it be scalable? At Until what point, we're trying to discover it, until what point that model can be scalable. But certainly it allows us to grab a ton of traction, build systems, build yeah. processes, hire a team, right? So there are different ways to grow the business. And I think this is kind of like where we landed here that is content is complementary, mm -hmm. right? Complementary to, uh, I mean, to the business that you're growing. And now you might be asking yourself, well, if it's complementary, like, why do I need it? Right? Can I not do content and still grow my business? What do you think? I think you can. Uh, but I think the world is moving in that, in that direction where if you do not create, if you don't have a presence, a consistent presence, uh, if you don't develop a, a personality as an entrepreneur, as a business owner, or even as a company, um, and you don't put value up there, it's becoming the standard. Is so, becoming the standard. So you're, you're going to disappear over time, and then people are not going to trust you. Right? We talk yeah. about this concept content is art you know authority relevancy and trust so the more we put out there the more we publish the more we share the value the more we show the behind the scenes the more we do giveaways like friday for example right people are going to trust and a good example is after the giveaway on friday which was the intent was not to sell at all <laughs> the intent was to uh, legit be oprah and give stuff away right which was super awesome and i think we're going to be doing that more regularly but uh we had a very engaged session it was hour and a half we had a lot of people i think like the stream had more than 300 comments and it was just a lot of fun and uh i wake up the next day and i check like my facebook messenger and i have a few messages asking about the products 
asking about like, I'm interested in, in this thing that you guys talked about. I'm interested in this thing that you guys gave away. Like, how do I get it? And, uh, and I think a part of it is like that, how come you can create an experience where there's value when you can be consistent, where you can have fun, right? Yeah. Aligning with your company values, then that will translate into business, right? So the trust factor there is is massive, right? Because if there's no straight connection, right? If we say like, hey, we're gonna give the, we're gonna do this giveaway, and for X amount of dollars that we invest in these prizes that we're gonna give away, we're gonna sell this many. I don't think there's a there's a there's a clear connection there, but there is a connection there. Yeah, if you know what I mean. I know what you mean. You know what you mean? <laughs> I know what you mean. Uh, this is how I see it. Like you said, sure, you can grow the business without having the content. There's plenty of people that have done it. But when you look at now how people are making decisions on their, you know, on their purchasing journey, when they're about to buy something, a lot of it is they're doing their own research. Mm -hmm. They want social proof. They want to trust the brands that they're investing in. How are you going to develop that trust? How are you going to develop that relationship with the customer before they even give you yeah. their first dollar, right? I mean, don't get me wrong. Sure, like you could have a very nailed down funnel with a great sales letter that, you know, can be converting, you know, 3% of the people that are coming in there. Yeah. And you can be running that po po positively and that's awesome. But at the same time, some of those people are probably going to go and search you somewhere before making the decision just to see who you are. What's your message? What are you sharing? And if you have no content, guess what? Your, your probabilities of converting that audience might go down significantly. But if you have content, if you're giving out value, you're delivering, you're building this trust, guess what? Those are extra touch points yeah. you're building even more rapport with the person that's now watching your content and they will probably go and make a positive decision about buying your content. Or even if they don't buy, guess what? Now you're top of mind. So if you keep publishing consistently, you keep getting in front of them, yeah. you stay top of mind until they become part of that 3% of people that are buying now, right? Yeah. Or good friend Amanda Holmes says that. Only 3% of people are ready to make a decision to buy today. 30% is within like 30 days. And then like the rest is like 30 day, uh, 60 days plus or 90 day plus, something like that, right? Yeah. So if only 3% is ready to make a decision today, what are we going to do with the other percentage of people, right? We got to stay on top of it. We got to stay top of mind. And how do we do that? We need to consistently put our message out there and deliver the value. So yeah. again, to answer that question, if it's complimentary, do I need content to sell? I think the answer is no, you can sell without the content, but I think your prob probabilities of selling better and selling to better clients and onboard people that are, you know, aligned with you and your business is going to go up if you do publish consistently. And I mean, at the end of the day, there's going to be less friction too, right? We talk content is profit or first like slogan of the podcast was the uh, pursuing the frictionless sale, right? And that's what's it about by publishing content. When you publish content and you're giving people upfront what they want and you are removing, you know, false beliefs, you're removing some of those questions that they may have, some of the objections that they may have upfront, guess what? You're gonna be removing the friction at the time of having the conversation to turn somebody into your customer or how say your family member.
Yeah, absolutely. I mean, and, and there's obviously different types of content, obviously, right? So let's say on, on video, on the podcast, right? Or the way that we create this podcast is not only an asset to explore ideas, connect with people, share our thoughts into from topics like this one's interview amazing people that we can learn and our, our audience or community can learn from. Um, there's a lot of stuff there. I mean, we've used the content of the show. For example, we make a connection or we have a lead or example, one of our newest clients, right? Uh, we sent them an episode of like, hey, maybe these three interviews can help you in your next stage outside of content. And that was massive value for them. Guess what? That translates into them staying with us longer, right? So there's different ways that we can look at, at, at content uh, on how that can help in your pipeline. We've been helping another one with, hey, we're about to start an, an outbound strategy. And part of that outbound strategy is sending people videos and content of value up front before any asks. So right? let's address that. Let's preframe that with, with a question, right? Like at the beginning of the conversation, we said that a lot of people have the mindset of if I build it, they will come. Meaning if I publish a content, people are going to come. But we need traffic at the end of the day, right? We need, sure, you might have a few followers in there, but only a percentage of those people are actually going to see your message. And you need to be tapping to new audiences, right? Connecting with new people in order to, you know, expose them to your world so they can eventually, some of them, mm -hmm. become your clients. So let's turn this conversation from creating content and then being passive and expecting people to come to you to being proactive, right? Using the content, like you said, for outreach or creating the content and then doing a proactive activity to tap into these audiences, right? Yeah, I think a, uh, a good exercise to do will be sit down and assess, right? What is the type of content that you are creating right now, if you are creating? Um, and then like, how am I using that content, for example, right? So write down all the ideas, I'm posting it on social. I'm using these assets to run paid media and run ads, right? I'm sending it to my prospect. I'm sending it to my clients. I'm sharing it to my email list. Like, what are those things that you're doing, right? We talk about the publishing pyramid and, and those elements, right? From resources at the top to cadence to consistency to your message, right? What are those things that we're, that we're doing? And then you're going to find out that there might be some stuff that you might not be doing at the moment, right? For example, I assured you that the vast majority is not sending content to their prospects, right? It's not reaching out to people that follow them. Be like, hey, for example, right? Instagram followers, right? Hey, thank you so much for the follow. Uh, we're so in, we're so excited that you're here, part of the community. What attracted you uh, that made you connect? They're going to say something, right? Oh, thank you so much. Are you interested in sales? Here are a few episodes that you can listen to, right? And uh, that will create the authority, relevancy, and trust with you if they listen to to the podcast but again it's a point of contact that you can use and then they're going to see you in the feed and then they're going to see the podcast and then they're going to see different things and uh if we explore the problem and we explain the problem well enough then they can reach back out and have the conversation it's happened in the past we definitely have to do a better job at advertising or, or marketing the problem that we solve because the show mm -hmm. the show's function is a little bit different than that uh, but that's something that we can improve, right? Yeah. And, and we for, realize that. But for us, it's very organic it, too. It's like we try to build these relationships. Absolutely. And then we share, okay, yeah, this is actually what we do. Exactly. So that's another way, right? Like mm -hmm. of, of doing it 100%, right? And we chose to do that because we were in a, in a spot where we needed to talk to the decision makers as fast as possible, yeah. right? And I mean, let's be honest, like we cannot onboard, even if 10 people come today and they're like, I want your service today. 
we cannot onboard all 10 at the same time. Yeah. Right. We pretty much have to take it on like week by week. So that too serves yeah. us because we are looking for those more personal one-on-one -on -one relationships. Yeah. And we're using the content as a medium to build those relationships. I remember when we were at a startup weekend, right? Remember that guy that had the CBD booth? Yeah. <laughs> straight sales guy, like straight like used car sales guy, right? Like selling CBD like crazy. Yeah. And uh, during lunch... How What are you gonna do like that? The used sales sales cars. That's sales cars. Used car salesman. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, that's uh, definitely. That, that's very stereotypical of you, my friend. Well, that's why I'm saying <laughs> it because it's stereotypical. Anyways, I know, I know. Uh, I was messing with. Anyways, you. like he was, he didn't care if you were interested about CBD or not interested about CBD. <laughs> he was still gonna try to sell you, right? And I remember uh, during lunch. He was asking, like, what do you guys do? And we're explaining, we're, hey, we have a content production company and uh, we create daily content, right? That's the easy version. Yeah. And then he's like, oh, awesome. Sell me. Sell me. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that. And, uh, and we, were, we were in this table and we're like six different people from like six different businesses. And uh, one of the first questions we asked him, like, hey, um, are you currently creating content? And he's like, no. Sounds good, brother. Our conversation is over. We're not even going to go there. And yeah. he got pretty upset. <laughs> he was pretty upset that we weren't even trying to sell him. But here's the lesson there. Like for us, we're not going to try to convince somebody that content is the way to go. If they're not creating content, they're way too far away from yeah. the solution that we offer. I mean, the amount of doubts that they would come in with to the product, like it would be way too much. Like they'll probably leave... Pretty early on. Pretty early, right? Because they, that's not the, their core belief, right? Versus somebody that already, let's say, has been publishing for three years, right? They have a show. They have a system on the back end that they can connect the content. They already believe that content is moving the needle forward in many the ways. The content is profit. The content is profit, <laughs> right? And then... You plug in a team like ours, for example, that can save them a ton of time. We already have different frameworks, different structures, different ways that you can use content that is plug and play. In two weeks, you're ready to rock and roll. That's going to save them a ton of time. And a lot of, uh, at that level, that's a problem that we're solving for yeah. that for that type of client, right? Resources so, and capacity. Resources and capacity, right? So, and I, I was I eavesdropping into the conversation with a client today, right? And he said this phrase, like, I do believe that content is profit, but, and I'm like, no, you don't believe that content is profit no. because this is happening, right? Like these conversations, and that's okay. That's happening. Totally okay. Right. And then we sat down and we're like, okay, how do we actually, um, how do we paint the picture? Like, what are the things that we can say? What are the stories that we can tell to do this? But for that specific individual, I think he's too far still from our ideal client. And we're going to find that, right? But the cool thing is that we can now identify, and I hope you are identifying that too, within your content, within the conversations that you're having, are they close to my solution or are they too far? And if they're too far, what are the things that I can put in front of them that I can start changing that story that they have in their heads yeah. to be able to provide more value? Yeah, but go, going back to, to a client that we're talking to, right? He... Produces a lot of content, actually. He, does. he creates a lot of content, but is very passive then on the side of bringing new audiences towards his content, mm -hmm. right? And let's discuss a few of these ways. How can now, let's say you're now creating content consistently, you believe content is profit, but now your attitude has changed. After listening to today's episode, you're like, you know what? It's not just about creating, it's about 
finding those audiences and bringing them towards my content so I can help educate them and get them into my world and build art, right? Authority, relevancy, and trust. So you decide to do that and now you're thinking, okay, well, how? How can I bring the audience towards my content? Here are three ways that you can do that. I think first one that is talked about a lot in Funnelland is paid media, right? It is a way you can run ads towards your content and then you can retarget people, make them go through your funnels, blah, blah, blah. We're not gonna go very technical on that. The next one, which is one that we've been doubling more into, which I personally actually, I think is one of the most powerful. If you don't have the capital to run paid media, or even if you don't, if you, you might have the capital to run paid media, but you might not have the, the risk, you know, um, tolerance, tolerance to actually run paid media. You need to do outreach. You need to go sniper style, find the people that seem like a good prospect to you and then connect with them. Don't spam them, right? And do, don't be like Brosif. So <laughs> if you're wondering who's Brosif, go like three episodes back and listen to that episode, the DM horror story. <laughs> yeah. But be personable, right? Talk to these people, actually engage with them and figure out whether they are a good fit or not for you to help them or at least to evolve the conversation into something else. And let me tell you, as soon as you start the conversation, what is the first thing they're going to do as soon as they see your name pop in their, in their inbox? They're going to go back to your profiles and they're going to see if you're actually active. I mean, we have this crazy story with another one of our clients, right? They're very heavy on LinkedIn. And uh, what was the percentage that they increased? The, the 15%. 15% increase in initial connections and, and follows for his profile, mm -hmm. right? And they do an outbound strategy. And the only thing that changed was consistent publishing. Consistent publishing. And Before, be there was no content whatsoever. Yeah. And uh, and that's very powerful, right? Because, I mean, mm -hmm. if you increase that 15%, I mean, if they know, know their numbers and there's a, a clear connection there, that's directly correlated with the, with the results on the back end. Now, uh, again, this is just publishing is because people see that that's active and it's moving. Now, Again, we built authority, relevance, see and trust, and inspires a forward movement into that relationship. Yeah, absolutely. So we got two so far, paid media, outreach, and then the third one would be OPA. 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 We haven't talked about OPA <laughs> in a while, right? Which is other people's audiences. Yeah. And guess what? You can tap into other people's audiences by guesting in somebody else's podcast. Maybe you can do a collaboration whether you, where you guys do, you know, a weekly Instagram live with somebody else. There's plenty of opportunities to collaborate nowadays. Yeah. Um, you can you can be creative, honestly. But those are like the main three ways to tap into those yeah. new audiences. Which one are we doing right now? No pay media. No pay media. Opa, we're about to start doing. We're actually about to start doing pay media too for uh yeah for the podcast. For the podcast. Yeah. That's right. But today we're not. Today we're not. As of this recording, as of this we're, recording not. we're not. As as the video, as, as the as in podcast comes ago, out, I sent the email to get the campaign going. Yeah, <laughs> as the podcast comes out, we might already be running paid ads. Maybe you even listen to this show because of paid because ads. of the paid ads. Um, <laughs> yeah, but the one that we've been leaning very heavily into the connection with the business has been outbound. Yeah, right. Has been outbound, and I remember when you came home and you're like, "Outbound is the way." <laughs> Alban is the way. Alban is the way. Yeah, I mean, you, I feel like 
the one thing that you need to make sure you're investing in there is your time, right? Yeah. And it is easy to get distracted with other things inside of your business. But then you get asked yourself, which ones are the needle movers, right? Yeah. And, and, I, again, I, and the, I'm talking uh, to myself right now, man, because I know I'm, I need to be even more consistent with this stuff. Yeah, it's funny. We This morning, we were actually helping a team build uh, one of those outbound flows. And uh, this the specific person has two different profiles, a personal one that's very heavy, a personal brand. And then they have the company side that's also very heavy, very, they've been going on for, for years now. And uh, the initial thought for a new product that they're launching is they want to grab these audiences together with a, the email list that they have and run paid ads into, into a funnel, right? And one of the things that they never explored was the possibility that maybe that audience is not the ideal client for that product itself. Mm-hmm. So what we started to do was uh, an outbound strategy where we qualify those people and see if we can get the conversation going right away to see where they sit. And what we discover in like 30 minutes of doing this with one of the accounts is that the vast majority of the people that follow that account do not fall in the bucket of ideal clients. So what we're doing now next stage after this was with about 50 people that we saw and out of the 50 people, about 30 did not qualify so the next stage is, okay, can we run a test with about 100 people and send them through this conversation? Is different. Imagine uh, a couple of steps, steps one through five, and the idea is to build rapport, build a relationship, provide something of value, and see how many translate into that. The idea is to get, again, connection between the content and, and profit, right? To make sure how many feed through, right? Or move from the, the through that initial like conversation funnel that we have. And then whenever we get that number, it's going to give us an idea. Okay, well, out of 100 outreach, this is the result. Out of 1,000, out of 500, out of like 3,000, what should be the result, right? And uh, I'm very interested to see what this test goes. But the, the cool part is the perception of the business owner that we're doing this with was like, oh my gosh, I thought every single follower there was the ideal client. And we found out that they're not. And again, what is the fastest path to cash? What is the fastest path to these conversations that I can identify my ideal person, right? Am I talking to the wrong group? Am I talking to the right audience? Am I sharing the wrong, that maybe the, the right message to the wrong audience, right? And that's very important to find out. And I think Outbound is a very powerful tool to do this. All right, so let's conclude here. I'm going to go real quick over what we, what we talk about today. And then you give me your, your final thoughts. I'll give you my final thoughts. Good. Deal? Deal. Game. Deal. <laughs> Game. All right. So first, we talk about, you know, the content misconception, whether do you just need to publish and you will be successful and you will grow your business, right? We decided that content is complementary, right, to your other business task and not just complementary. I feel it's more like a, a maximizer of opportunities, if we put it that way, right? Then we kind of discuss a little bit on if content is complementary, do we really need to build our business? We, our, our business. Yeah, our business. The business. A business. Mm-hmm. Right? And we kind of went like, yeah, sure, you can build a business without content. But based on how people are buying today, it's becoming the natural to actually have content, right? Build that trust. People are doing their research, their due diligence. And guess what? You need to outvalue everybody else in the marketplace. You will need to... I would care the competition. I love that. That's from, do you remember who that was from? Uh, Gary Vee? No, from George. George Brand. George Brand. Yeah, okay. when he came here, he was like, 
you don't you don't need to compete with your competitors on like pricing and who gets more clients. He's like, you need to compete on out carrying your competition. And I was like, ooh, I love that. I love that. And how do you show them that you can out care them by providing good quality content, right? And then the last point that we touched was how after we got the content, how do we tap into these new audiences? And we had three different ways. Can you share them? See if you remember. Pay media. Pay media. Outbound. Outbound. Oh. Opa. <laughs> I know, but that's right. There we go. You took notes. Good Mentally. Job. Good I, job. I, good memory. <laughs> I got good memory. All right. So what's your conclusion after this conversation? My conclusion is that there's many ways, right, to do this right. Um, and the friction that we continue to see in any level, B2B, B2C, entrepreneurs, uh, side hustlers, is that it can be overwhelming in many ways. So choose a path. My recommendation will be choose a path. What's the fastest path to cash? Like how can you get into conversations the fastest way possible with your ideal client? I was going to say a rubber bank. <laughs> no. Do not listen do, to do, this. Yeah, do not <laughs> listen to Fonzie. But what is that vehicle? For us, the show has been that platform because we create content, we build that art on the back, on, like, on the front end, but on the back end, we build the relationships with the people that we want to serve or we think that we want to serve. And the type of client that we thought we needed changed based on those conversations, right? Um, and figure out a way to remove the friction from creating. I'm going to give you a quick example. We had, we're about to start working with a software company this week. And this is exactly what we've been talking about. We, in it, we started conversations a few months ago and... They've been trying several times on on figuring out a way to create that initial framework that can get them traction. And after trying for multiple times, we decided, and this is without us, they came back um, after the conversation because of the value that we provided, because of the content that we shared, because of the conversations and the time that we invested with them. They came back and be like, we're ready to work with you on deploying something like this. So it works. Like it's been working with us. It is a little bit more longer term than maybe paid media, but we don't have the infrastructure on the back end to run paid media directly to a, a sales page, for example, right? Um, so anyways, find the low friction to start creating and having those conversations as fast as possible. Good stuff. My conclusion is that, yes, content might be complimentary, but if I'm being honest, it is a necessity not in the sense of it's just gonna straight drive sales because as we discussed sure you need to you know be tapping into these audiences and being proactive on bringing people towards your content but at the same time is because content is such a good tool to build your frameworks to filter your thoughts right become the leader in the space the authority gather feedback gather feedback is such an underrated tool people think it's just all about creativity and putting yourself out there for others to see you but it can be used in so many other ways right build strategic connections <clears throat> example of content profit right so yes for me it is a necessity even though it can be complementary and at the end of the day not many people understand how proactive you need to be still by to reach these audiences yeah. even after the content is created. And I think that's the biggest lesson today, right? If you take something out from today's conversation is first ask yourself, am I creating art? 
authority relevancy and trust through my content? Mm. If the answer is yes, great. Then you need to ask yourself, am I proactively searching for these audiences so they can consume my content, so they can learn more about me? If the answer is no, well, then you know what you need to do. Either pay media, outreach, or... Opa. Opa. <laughs> right? Other people's audiences. Yeah. Right? If the answer is yes, then I would just invite you to think about how, how can we do this more effectively? Or if you're just doing just fine, guess what? Just keep doing more of the same. Yeah. Beware of shiny object. We've seen the behind the scenes of many, many companies and very successful companies not so many successful companies but at the end of the day it comes down to those three ideas and those three things that we're doing and mixing and matching assets right like it it comes down to how are you comfortable creating how are you comfortable connecting that with your business right mm -hmm. um so beware of shiny object if you want to be part of the community and continue to have these conversations go to contentsprofit.com uh go to facebook.com slash contentsprofit come hang out oh yeah Join the group. Uh, yeah, if you have questions, let us know. Send us a DM. We're happy to connect. We're happy to yeah. to share what we've learned, share what we're doing. You can find all the links at the bottom. Connect with us on Instagram. Oh, yeah. And I think that's it. That's it. That was pretty good. With that said, guys, thank you so much for tuning into the Contents Profit Podcast. Go ahead and follow the show in your favorite channels and on social media <laughs> at BizVersCo. That is right. And if today we help you move one step closer towards your goal, please don't forget to share this episode and, and leave a five-star review. See ya. Bye, guys.